Hello, this is Ozda Matar, and I'm your host for Season 3 of the International Voices at Queen's podcast. This episode is recorded on the traditional lands of Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples, and it features guests with international experiences. In this episode, we will explore entertainment on a shoestring. That is, we will chat about free or low-budget events at the university and in Kingston. Today, I'm with Johanna Amos. Johanna is an academic skills and writing specialist within Queen's University's Student Academic Success Services. She was an exchange student in Scotland, and she did her master's in United Kingdom. Welcome, Johanna. First, I just want to say thanks for inviting me to join you today. Can you share a little bit about the financial side of your studies? Yeah, I went to the UK. At the time, the Canadian dollar was worth very little compared to the British pound. Money was always tight for me. So that meant that during my time there, you know, there was all, all kinds of financial things to, to worry about to begin with. And I'm sure anyone who's been an international experience knows all the sort of hurdles you have to jump through with, you know, getting your visa paperwork in order. You have to show, you know, that you've got enough money to support yourself. Um, and then opening a bank account is a bit of a challenge in another country, working through all those sorts of things. And you want to take advantage of being in a new place, feeling the sort of budget pressures and concerns, especially my exchange, which I did in, in um, at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, when I was in my third year of my undergraduate studies, that was long enough ago that cell phones you know, that wasn't uh, something that every student had at that point. So a lot of the fun that we had was outside of the kind of social media online context, I would say. One thing that is sort of, I guess, interesting about my time at St. Andrews, it was the same time that Prince William was there as a student. Wow, you went to school with a celebrity. <laughs> with a celebrity, that's right. Kate, too, she was there as a student. And so there was kind of well-to-do student populace, but I think it sort of intensified at that point in time. So I think I also felt a little bit out of place, I guess. Did you ever feel or ask, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, it was sort of surreal. And so there, you know, there were a lot of students who were who would go out and they get really dressed up and go out to, to clubs and things like that. And that was never really super appealing to me to begin with. But I think it just that felt like impossible from a financial perspective, too. So then it was finding other ways to sort of make things fun. Of course, we always had um, potluck. And I think being on exchange, one of the things is that you end up often in the community of other people who come from places outside of that country. Um, so other international students. So we would have lots of potlucks where, you know, it's like bring a dish from your country and learn something else about um, someone else's background and culture, which was always really fun. So where did you have these potlucks? How big were they? Probably about like 10 of us, I'd say. But sometimes smaller, it just depended. Um, and usually we would meet in someone's residence. So they would be like we all lived in the university dorms uh, more or less and so we would often kind of gather uh, in the kitchen in the residence
students. And then there were also different sort of clubs and societies. So there was like a, a coffee house kind of thing where there would be live music and, and sort of an open mic kind of night. So that was always fun to go to. There was a sort of group that did Kaylee dancing, which is Ooh. kind of like a Scottish <laughs> dancing. And I can't even remember where we met and it's that long ago. Um, we, there were sort of dances and things throughout the year that you could go to. And I think at one point we even had a dance. So in St. Andrews, there's a, a ruined castle and a ruined cathedral. And so at one point we even had our final Kaylee dance of the year in the castle, in the ruins. It was pretty neat. That makes me think of the other activities. I always love walks. So yeah, that's definitely something that spent time doing with friends, uh, especially on the sand dunes. Um, so kind of natural landscape on the, the seaside where there's large quantities of sand that kind of make small hills actually, because they're mostly made of sand, they're not a consistent landscape. They change over time depending on the winds and the water. So they're, they don't always look the same. What about the low budget opportunities in Kingston? How do you find out about those events in the Kingston community? Um, there's great community message boards and things like that in Kingston, right, near Skeleton Park. So there's always lots of advertisements of concerts and things like that. That's one of my favorite spots in Kingston. Two events associated with that place come to mind. So there's Skeleton Park Arts Festival it takes place in June. It's free, which is amazing. And it's usually several days of music and there's artists that come and it's fantastic. That's always something worth checking out if you are in Kingston over the summer. And there is often a, a parade around Halloween. So at the end of October, when the kids get dressed up in costumes and go out trick-or-treating, so they knock on doors and request candy, the Skeleton Park community gets together and the, all the kids get their costumes on and they march up the hill or to the park. They do a parade around it. And usually there's music to go with that as well. And so it's a really good time, even if you don't have kids, uh, you know, just to go and see or hear the music and see the kids. And, and what other fun activities can you have without spending much or at all? There's often fireworks in the summer too in Kingston. Like I'm switching between seasons now from summer to winter. <laughs> <laughs> but tobogganing, it's called tobogganing. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. sledding. Yeah. Tobogganing. Uh, that's mm -hmm. a word I've learned in Canada. I guess Fort Henry is the best spot in Kingston. I've ever been sledding in Kingston, but certainly it was a big uh, during my undergraduate and we would often uh, go sledding <laughs> in the winter. It is really fun and I think it makes you feel like a kid again. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> activities. I think a great thing to do. The same with the in Kingston. Lots of parks have skating rink and also in Market Square in, in downtown Kingston. That's a fun activity to try, especially if you've never done it. If it's your first time out, you might want to go somewhere where either there's a, a chair or a wall or something you can hang on to while you test it out. But uh, fun and it, there's music and it, you know, there's lots of people and it's just yeah. sort of a nice activity. I, I love the lights and the real fire yeah. in, that, in that area in winter. So yeah. what advice would you give to students at Queen's or incoming students to Queen's who would like to take the initiative and facilitate low budget or no cost events? Do you mean facilitate or take the initiative on like organizing? Yes. Or... What can I do to start a group yeah. or, you know? Yeah. Ooh, good question. Um, You know, thinking about how being with other people is actually such a good thing for your mental well-being and mental health and that, that kind of community aspect. And so Queens, of course, has lots of great opportunities um, to get involved and be part of communities. The clubs that are available is a great place to start. Um, So looking at the AMS, if you're an undergraduate student or talking to the, the Society for Graduate and Professional Studies, they 
up and have some funding available if you're, if you're looking to start an activity or a club. There's intramural sports teams, things like that to look into. And if the club that you would like to be a part of doesn't exist, you can also start your own. There's other things like the Quick organizing a film night. Actually, Quick organizes film night. Yeah, like there's the sort of existing communities like at the Quick or, or within a resident, within a club that you can organize things. But I think too, like things don't have to be a huge event that you, you know, kind of promote and have to organize because that's kind of stressful too, right? To organize a club or to organize an event can be a challenging. So, you know, even just thinking about we have this great downtown movie theater called The Screening Room in Kingston that often shows independent films, many of them from places all over the globe. And so, you know, just organizing an, an evening with friends where you go out to see a movie together and maybe go get a coffee or or some other, you know, snack afterwards and discuss. They offer student discounts. You get the student membership card and that makes seeing very high quality films very affordable. Yeah. And so, you know, doing things like that or, or sometimes like if you are uh, on a budget too and you want to go out to try a restaurant, sometimes seeing if you can go for lunch where there's sort of, you know, sometimes like a fixed lunch menu is a little bit more affordable than, than going out for dinner. Are you saying students might prioritize going to lunches rather than dinners because there is price difference? Just as a suggestion, you know, if there's a restaurant that you, you know, you kind of want to try, but you're worried about the cost, that sometimes looking to see if they have a lunch menu is a more affordable way to, to try something out or to get away from your own cooking <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to say something. So taking leftover food home is something very different than what oh. I knew from my country. In my country, I, I'd be ashamed to bring leftovers home. This is very common in, in Canada. And that's something I love about Canada. Yeah. And I wonder too, like, is that, do you think one thing about North America is often the portion sizes at restaurants are sometimes quite large. I'll say in, in Turkey, that's where I come from. Portions are quite big. If someone say among a group of uh, 10 friends, someone does, they will like everyone will stare. Isn't it enough that you ate here so taking it home in Kingston in Canada it's perfectly okay to bring your leftover food back home it's interesting to know that that is sort of you know if you go out for a meal it's a nice way to have a lunch some leftovers <laughs> it's like you don't have to it's like two meals you don't have to cook but it also reminds me too of like something that I always uh, enjoyed doing when I was living in a different place or even sometimes when I just you know go visit somewhere outside of Canada is going to like sort of vintage shopping or like shopping for used clothes and so that's another fun thing you can do with a friend because well, I mean I enjoy sort of like shopping for used clothes anyway because it's just like everything is different you never know what you're going to find it's a bit of a treasure hunt I think but doing it in a place that you didn't grow up in is kind of fascinating just to see what different kind of things people have been wearing like different trends or uh, sometimes they have household goods like you know the different kinds of things that are there so that can be a fun thing to do <laughs> it is certainly a must do fun thing for international students because you do get uh, your thrift shopping it's actually a fun, artsy way of saving money. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jonna. This has been a wonderful interview. Uh, thank you. Yeah, this was really fun to have this conversation. Hello, my name is 
My name is Amanda Gray, and I'm one of the international student advisors at the Queen's University International Centre. Quick. I'm also a regulated Canadian immigration consultant, commonly referred to as an RCIC. The other international student advisor at Quick is Arthur Chen, and he is a regulated international student immigration advisor, or RECIA. Arthur and I work together to provide advising to students on a number of topics, including immigration, daily advising, cultural transition, taxes, and so much more. We also plan and host several programs and sessions for students, including the International Student Summer Orientation pre-arrival sessions, welcome week, bi-weekly sessions on study permit extensions, postgraduate work permits, and possible pathways to permanent residence. But our main role is to support international students as they transition to studying at Queen's and living in Kingston. We are here to answer your questions and to connect you with available resources. Students who would like to meet with us can attend one of our daily drop-in advising sessions. These are offered Mondays, Thursdays, in person or online, or can book an appointment with us through the Quick website. Quick offers a number of programs and events throughout the year. To see all all the events and programs that Quick offers, please visit the event calendar on the Quick website and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast aims to support members of the university community with intercultural realities. It also serves as a resource for those who seek to better understand the experiences of individuals with intercultural and multilingual realities. This episode is produced by Queen's University International Center and Student Academic Success Services. The music for our podcast series was created by Kingston musician and Santur performer Sadaf Amini. I'd like to thank her for sharing her unique tunes with us. You can find out about her music on her website www.sadafamini.ca. Thank you to the CFRC team for their support. My mentors and thinking partners in this project were Lydia Skulstad and Alyssa Forstner. I appreciate their guidance. I'd like to close this episode by acknowledging that as an international doctoral candidate in Queen's Cultural Studies program, I'm grateful to be able to live, learn, and play on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and the Anishinaabeg peoples. Thank you for listening.